Saturday, so you know what that means. Rest in peace to Brody. But it is time for another episode of the Passionate Sporting Club, a part of the Passionate Podcast Network. It is your boy, your head coach, your referee, and in this case, your leading to the big game tomorrow, your man, your mellow. It's your boy, Joel. Grace and peace. I hope you guys are having an awesome day so far. All right, man. We got a lot to cover this week. (laughs) The sporting world has been absolutely crazy. First and foremost, I want to thank you guys so much for showing so much love on the first couple of episodes. This has been such a joy to be able to do. If you have any sports or topics uh, that you would like to discuss or have discussed uh, on this show, make sure that you let us know. On our Instagram page, that is PSCPodDMUS, or you could catch us on email as well. That's at the passionate sporting club at gmail.com. So, guys, are we ready? Well, once again, let's lay down our rules of the game. Number one, of course, it doesn't matter if you are a diehard sports fan or you're just new to this thing called sports fandom. This show is for you. All you need is a passion for sports. Number two, of course, we have a quarter format, which we're going to adjust a little bit this week, but you'll understand why as well. We have a 60-minute timer on the clock. That means in 60 minutes our podcast our game will be completed we don't have any flags no penalties just straight hot takes and straight fighter we're not experts but we will break down what's going on in the land all right y'all ready to go let's ring that bell and let's get started with the first topic of the week so in quarter number one we are going to be covering the n b a and there is no bigger story right now in the sports world than what happened this past thursday my goodness the nba i honestly believe is one of the best leagues in the world and it proved itself even with the front office moves thursday we saw the trade of two very disgruntled superstars from philadelphia to Brooklyn, James Harden, Ben Simmons getting swapped for one another in a blockbuster deal. The deal, of course, included Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, and Andre Drummond, along with a couple of first-round picks going over to the Brooklyn Nets. In return, uh, the Brooklyn Nets send over James Harden and Paul Millsap to the Sixers. I I literally, when I saw this deal happen, I, I literally just said, wow, for at least half an hour or so. If you guys checked out the Instagram page, you saw me freaking out, having the KG reaction, just jumping out of my seat. Honestly, that's what, I, that's what happened. Now, we did talk about this a couple of weeks ago 
And I said it was a good potential that that was going to happen, that both of these guys were going to be swapped for one another. But I didn't think it would actually happen at the deadline. It is a monumental trade. And, man, it shook up the basketball world. We're, we're talking about KD, Kyrie, and James Harden as Brooklyn Nets only played 16 games together. 16. They didn't even play a full season. They didn't even play half a season together. Only 16 full games as that trio. The same trio that they dubbed as one of the best teams, not just in the East, but in the league. In the league. And now they are done. The big three of the Brooklyn Nets has been broken up or has been reborn with the addition of Ben Simmons. So let's break down this trade in a little more detail. What does Philly get and what does Brooklyn get that's going to be able to help them? Well, if you look at what Philadelphia is getting, they are getting a bona fide superstar that's not afraid of the moment. James Harden is definitely, definitely the tonic that the Sixers needed. I know that Joel Embiid has been having an MVP-type season, putting up 30-plus a night, getting those rebounds, crashing those boards, but they were solely missing a dominant ball scorer that can create their own shot and facilitate for others. And we know James Harden to be that dude. He's done it in Houston. He did it in OKC. He did it in Brooklyn when he wanted to. And now he's going to do it in Philadelphia. This makes Philly a very, very dangerous team. Even though they did lose Seth Curry, who is a great three-point shooter, they still have my man Danny Green over there. They still have Tyrese Maxey. They, they still have players and a great bench to surround James and Joel. Do the Sixers make it out of the East now? I we got to see them play first before we can really make that assessment. But that definitely becomes one of the best tandems in the league by far, hands down. What do Brooklyn get from this? Because we saw last week James Harden do what he does best, which is completely quit on his team. He just said, I don't want to be here anymore. There's nothing you could do to make me be here and just shut down completely. It was told that he had an injury, a hamstring or a leg injury. And I think Charles Barkley said it best during the all-star draft where, uh, don't worry, now that he's traded, he's healthy now. <laughs> so he was definitely disgruntled. Uh, I don't know if the front office saw this trade coming from a long time ago, but they definitely knew they could not keep him on that team. So this is definitely going to shake up the locker room, shake up the chemistry of what's going on in the locker room as well. But does this make the Nets better? Honestly, yes and no. Yes, because really Brooklyn didn't need James there. You have KD. He's ball dominant. He could dominate. And when Kyrie is actually available, he is another ball dominant facilitator who can definitely do amazing things with the rock. I think Brooklyn wins this trade. And the reason why they win it is because of not only they get Ben Simmons, but they get the package of another spot up shooter 
and another big to be able to pair off of the bench. They deepened themselves for a stretch run going deep into the playoffs, and they add a guy who doesn't need to be a ball-dominant scorer. He doesn't need to make that shot in the fourth quarter. Now Ben Simmons can just be the player that he is, a great defender, and as well, somebody who can slash, get deep into the paint, and if he does want to shoot, he can take those shots. It frees him up to play his game. So shout out to Ben Simmons, man. Uh, I really hope that he is happy. I know he was struggling with some mental health this year, and he really, really was not doing well in Philadelphia. So I'm glad he's in a spot that he hopefully will thrive, hopefully will actually get some good touches and be able to reacclimate himself into the league. We don't know how long it's going to take for him to get into NBA ready form. We know he's been working. He's been doing some workouts um, everywhere, but we, we haven't really seen him actually play. So it'll be interesting to see what happens during his first game. But we do know that Philadelphia and Brooklyn still have one more matchup this season. And my goodness, will it be on our watch list for sure. So that was at least the biggest trade of Thursday for sure. But there were some other moves that has been made during the deadline as well. Toronto getting rid of superstar Goran Dragic. He is now a San Antonio Spur. The Raptors finally got rid of him. <laughs> now, Gordon hasn't played a game for this team since, like, late November. He was buried on the bench, and then the Raptors gave him personal time of leave. Pretty much said, hey, man, go, go sit at home. Do whatever you want. We'll figure it out. And they get in return... Well, they did get uh, Eubanks in return and also Thaddeus Young. They did release Eubanks, but Thaddeus Young, he's a great big. He's going to definitely give the Raptors a, a great force in the middle, which we are sorely, sorely lacking. So definitely a win for Toronto. In the other deals, well, more in the deals that didn't happen, the Lakers, they stayed very quiet on this trade deadline. I think everybody was worried if they were going to make a move for Russell Westbrook, if they were going to move THD, Taylor Horton Tucker, but they did nothing. They stayed pat. They stayed completely sound. Maybe they'll start releasing or waving guys and trying to get more of that depth that they need on the buyout market. And of course, I mean, the Lakers have been terrible <laughs> this last little stretch going on. They, they have, underachieved and underperformed and even lebron said it best he is he is tired they are tired when you're losing to the to the portland trailblazers and man somebody go check on damian Lillard. he had his team fleeced from him cj mccullum to the pelicans you you got norman powell to the clippers like they they took everybody that was decent on that team and just traded them away yet they still beat the lakers which says a lot about where the Lakers are at this season overall. So I would love to hear what you guys think. We'll post a, a question over in our Instagram page as well. Who do you think won the deadline this week? Was it Brooklyn? Was it the Sixers? Was it another team? The Pacers made some big moves as well. Um, a lot of teams got better this week. 
And a lot of teams also stayed quiet. It wasn't as crazy busy of a deadline as what we've seen in the past. So who do you guys think won the deadline this year? Let us know at PSC Pod on Instagram. We'll post that story. And we'd love to hear what you guys thought as well. Almost closing out our NBA segment. Of course, like I said, we can't we cannot talk about my Toronto Raptors. Eight in a row. Okay, the last two games have been against some scrub teams, but eight in a row nonetheless. This was a team that was barely hanging on to a ninth seed position a couple of weeks ago. And now we're talking about a team that is sixth in the East. Sixth in the East. I don't know what on earth they put in the water at Scotiabank Arena, but whatever they did, (laughs) they need to keep it going right now. The Raptors are currently only one game out of the fifth spot and currently only four games out of the fourth seed. They are knocking on the door of the upper echelon of the East. And I think a lot of people are surprised, but if you've been watching this team all season, they just need to get healthy. That was it. They needed to get healthy and they needed time to be able to acclimate with each other. There was a cohesion that we saw a little bit at the beginning of the season, but now they're starting to hit the form. And we talk about this every week. Are the Raptors a threat in the playoffs? Well, now they've added another big uh, to be able to bring off the bench and Thaddeus Young. I think that's going to free up those extra minutes that you can use Chris Boucher more as a four and less as a five, uh, which is going to be great for him. Pascal doesn't have to carry as much as a load at the five spot either. That's going to free him up to be able to play some maybe power forward minutes. And you get to kind of maneuver more pieces around now having somebody else you can bring off the bench to fill that big role. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, of course, Freddie All-Star has been playing out of his mind. Pascal stepped up his game absolutely huge over the last week, being named uh, Eastern Conference Player of the Week just the week prior to this one as of talking. This team is a threat. They're legit. They literally can play against anybody every night. They can also lose against everybody every night. And I think that's the cool thing about being a Raptors fan this season. We have no expectations. Like, we don't have anything that we get to just say, who we know for sure. It's like, we don't know. (laughs) This team could be absolutely trash and lose by 40 to the Cavs. Or they could win by 30 against the Thunder. We we don't know. Or they can go down the wire against the Phoenix Suns. Like, we have no idea Um, what this team is capable of so shout out to the Raptors eight games straight in a row hopefully going for nine tonight at the time of recording which is going to be on Saturday that game is going to be at home against the Nuggets so definitely a winnable ball game but we will see for sure and of course next week we are going into the NBA all-star game now they did announce the reserves um, last week, but they also announced the reserve replacements as well. And for the reserve replacements, somebody who got snubbed that probably should have been there in the first place does get in LaMelo Ball from the Charlotte Hornets. Shout out to LaMelo. Man, I'm glad he's in because that game's going to be fun with him. Without him, that probably would have been a little bit boring because he has that extra little flash to the game that we all like to see. And I think that's definitely going to be a good one. The DeJounte Murray from the Spurs. He also replaces Draymond Green, who is injured and will not be able to play in the All-Star game. So it will be definitely interesting for sure uh, to see 
uh, how the teams shake out. I know at the time of recording, we we know who got drafted where. And all I can say is, guys, if you didn't get a chance to see the All-Star Game draft, usually it's pretty boring. This year was hilarious. Go watch it. Go check it out on YouTube. It's available. But, yeah, I'm excited. Next week, of course, we'll be talking a little bit more about the All-Star Weekend. So definitely stick out for that one. And who knows? We may have some special guests to discuss it as well. But that is it for our NBA segments. Moving on to the second quarter. And the second quarter this week is going to be jammed-packed absolutely jam-packed because in the second quarter we'll treat this more like the end of our first half we have a special guest coming up in the third and fourth quarter where we'll be discussing some fun topics and once again guys this special guest is very near and dear to my heart but i will give her her proper introduction when we are done the second quarter so because of that this is our mix-up for the week which means we got a lot to talk about and let's get into it right now. All right. First and foremost, the NHL All-Star Game went off without a hitch. I don't know how many people actually watched it. I did. It was very interesting. It was a little bit fun. Um, overall, when it came to the games, in the end, the Metropolitan Division walked away with the title of All-Star Game winners. Um, the skills competition on Friday was pretty fun, honestly. Uh, they tried a couple of different things. They did um, like this pawn shootout in one of the uh, L.A., not rivers, but one of one of the casino fountains. They did it on these platforms. And it was kind of cool. You got to see these guys kind of give a little more personality, play a couple of these games as well. And then, of course, I think the highlight of the weekend would have been Trevor Zegris coming through with the dodgeball blindfolded goal. And if you haven't seen this goal, go go check it out. It is, we'll probably link it on our page so you guys can get a chance to see it. But man, oh man, it was impressive. It almost felt like he taped the puck to his stick the way he did it. Definitely the highlight of the night. Didn't get hit by the dodgeballs either. He just... He must have had either practiced that for a couple of weeks or he could see because there's no way that I'm doing that much spinning and have hand-eye coordination to put a puck in the net like that. So shout out to Trevor Zegers from the Ducks, man. Uh, absolutely incredible goal. And once again, a great weekend. I think the NHL needs to do a better job at advertising for the All-Star game. In the past, when I was a kid growing up, the All-Star Game was so much fun. Seeing the hardest shot contest and seeing the fastest skater and just seeing, like, these guys who usually don't get an opportunity to have a bit of personality get to show off a bit more of their personality. Man, it was it was really, really cool as well. So definitely shout out to uh, the NHL this weekend. Hopefully they do a better job going forward at advertising their game. Now, uh... Another all-star game that went off this weekend, definitely with hitches, though. <laughs> definitely with hitches. Uh, the NFL Pro Bowl happened last weekend, and uh, nobody cared. <laughs> that's that's probably the easiest way to put it. It was, the game was not good. It, it was not good. I can't even lie. It was not fun at all. It kind of just looked like touch football. 
out there. These guys were just going high speed. They weren't really putting in efforts. But at the end of the day, the AFC walked out with the win. But I don't think that's the biggest story coming out of the Pro Bowl. And it should be, but it's not. Because, unfortunately, Alvin Kamara, the star running back for the New Orleans Saints, who played in that game, got arrested on a battery assault charge going out of the game, after the game, getting arrested by uh, Nevada police. I I was shook <laughs> when I heard this, man, because it's like, first of all, what are you doing? You are one of the most visible people of the weekend, for sure. And you got your boys around you. I get that. That's no problem. But you got to have some sense about you, man. Like, you... You are there to do your job still, even though it is kind of a vacation. It's Vegas. Like, have some fun. Go go some parties. Do some things. But at the end of the day, it's still your job. <laughs> like, you're supposed to play. You're supposed to do your best at the end of the day and not get yourself into any type of trouble. I, I don't understand, like, what he was thinking. I don't understand why he was trying to do anything illegal in any type of way. We don't condone it here on the podcast for sure. But, yeah, I it saddens me. It really does. It, it does sadden me to kind of see this happen. And I, I hope whoever was injured in this incident that they're okay. Uh, at the time of recording, of course, the, I believe they're still in hospital, uh, the victim. And this is just a black eye on the NFL, honestly. This is the third really big situation they dealt with just this year. Um, Henry Ruggs, that incident. John Gruden, that incident. Now this. So definitely Roger Goodell's got some explaining to do. He's got some things he needs to really take a look at for sure. For sure. Um, another thing from the NFL that you got to take a look at, the Washington football team finally named their team. And what did they name them? The absolute worst possible thing. The Commanders. Yes, the Commanders. <laughs> there was a lot of different names that they could have picked. I I've heard Red Wolves, which, man, that sounds tough. I like that. Um... I've heard like so many different ones that sounded so much better, but they went with the low hanging fruit in commanders. Is it a great name? No. Is it a good name? Yeah. But it's like one of those names that you generically pick when you're playing Madden. Just like, I'm, okay, I'm going to make a team. What am I going to call them? The commanders. All right. Cool. So there you go. Washington, you got a team name again. You're no longer just a football team. Now you're the commander. So shout out to WC. That's your initials. Um, I've heard the nicknames that you could potentially be called. And I'm not going to say them on air because they're not good either. <laughs> Let us know as well in the comment section on the next post that you see on the Passionate Podcast, uh, Passionate Sporting Club podcast page. 
What would have been a better name than Commanders? Anything. I would have taken anything. But once again, we'll see for sure. That's just about it for our mix-up segment. We talked a little bit of hockey, talked a little bit of football as well. Last but not least, of course, we got to talk about these Winter Olympics. And my goodness, they've been fun. They've been a lot of fun. I've been watching them um, almost every night. And my wife would attest to this as well. Uh, they've been fun. Like, there's certain sports that I watch more than others, like figure skating, like um, like luge, bobsledding. But I've been checking out snowboard, uh, slope style, and big air. Shout out to Max Perot for bringing home slope style gold for the good old red and white. That was definitely a, a fun event to get to watch. And as well, they, they have big air at this winter games. So that was really cool to get to see. It was a little bit strange, the backdrop, though. It kind of looked like something out of a video game, like the warehouse level from the old Tony Hawks, where they have, like, these old, not chimney stacks, but it almost looks like nuclear stacks in the background. Definitely a little bit weird, the setup they got in Beijing, but... At the end of the day, the games have been good so far. A lot of fun. Hopefully, all the athletes are staying safe as well. What What's the country you are cheering for in these games? If you're not Canadian, of course, um, or you are Canadian, but you're cheering for a different country, what country are, do you rep when it comes to the Olympic Games or it comes to some type of national team event? Let us know. We love to get to know. And, of course, like I said, if you guys have any other questions comments topics in our mix up segments let us know by giving us an email that's the passionate sporting club at gmail.com or at the passionate podcast or of course last but not least psc pod on instagram as well that's gonna do it for the mix up and we're gonna go into our second half the reason why we split this week up into halves instead of our traditional third and fourth quarter is like I said, I got a special guest this week. Uh, she is my best friend, but also more importantly, she's also my wife. Um, <laughs> she is a, a sporting fan from time. We're going to get to hear what made her a sporting fan, but I thought, especially going in to Valentine's day, that it would be awesome to be able to have her on and get her perspective about the big game as well. So, introducing supporters, give it up. Claps in the comments section. Claps at home for the one, the only, the great Nikisha Aline. Nikisha, girl. Hello, what, hello. What's going on? Nothing much. Thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, well, it is an honor, my love. Like I said, it is Valentine's Day weekend, but it's also a sporting weekend as well. So from football to love, we're going to cover it all. But my first kind of question for you, because you are on the Passionate Sporting Club, and of course, we have a passion for sports. So what got your passion going for sports? What made you a sporting fan? Um, I would say it was my dad. I grew up with him always watching sports, whether it be football and, you know, not just 
and um, NFL, but as in like European soccer, he was about that life. Um, being a Jamaican man, soccer is big in his heart. Oh, oh. Yep. And so he'd always be watching something like the only the only sport that I just couldn't tolerate though him watching. And he never really watched it often was baseball. I was like, this is too long. <laughs> I was so I was just like, I'll watch this live. I don't want to watch this on TV. Wow. But, but yeah, it was my dad. He'd be watching and I just like, yeah, I'd be like, so what's this? How do they do this? And then, you know, he'd explain certain rules to me or, I, you know, and that's how I grew up to just love watching it and yeah okay okay but why why the hate the hate for baseball though it's no shade it's just like it's it feels like there's something about being there you get the hype and it feels like okay it's a lot of innings and you're like okay cool like you're getting the experience you feel like you're in it but i think watching on tv it's just like come on now <laughs> like this is taking a, a lengthy time there's not it's not like basketball where like things i in my opinion they move at a faster pace. faster yeah. things can change a game can shift and like time is like nothing i've seen we've seen stuff obviously talking to you obviously but yeah, you've course. seen stuff happen within a, the last 0. 0.9 seconds yeah. of a game it's like baseball's like mm, okay we see where this is going wrap this up <laughs> so you're just the like tour yo bus is packed the tour bus is packed just just pack it up so if baseball was a little bit faster you watch yeah, it more? there was more back and forth i think it would intrigue me okay you um, heard you heard it rob manfred pace of play yeah pick it up speed it up man i'm kidding no <laughs> <laughs> it's just me i, I, I don't hate it because i will watch it in person like i love going mm. um but it's not my top one my top was definitely basketball because that was like top of the list um yeah, that and then football because of Super Bowl when I, when I finally started getting into it. And I was like, ah, okay, okay. it's not just people smashing each other <laughs> and brucking up each other, but okay, got it. <laughs> no, not everybody got broke up on the field. Yeah. So we got to hit you with the, with the big question, though. What are your favorite teams and your favorite players? <sighs> okay, I... I used to watch it more in my younger days. So where players are now, don't ask and do not, <laughs> do not quote me. Okay. So I'm going to talk about when I was growing up. Cause yeah. I used to play, um, what did I have? I had, I think I had NBA live. Oh five, which was Carmelo was on Ooh, the cover for the PS2. Yep. And oh, then Oh seven, I think, Oh, was it Dwayne Wade? No, I, th- I can't remember who 07 was. It was I someone it was, I read. Tracy McGrady. Tracy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, they, that's where my mind went to first. And I was like, I wonder if, was, was he still around at 07? I can't remember. So I didn't want to sound stupid. Nah, Anyways, uh, yeah, so I had 05, 07, 09. I don't know, every other year. Every I guess I skipped two years. I was like, run that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me but, save my breath real yeah, quick. Yeah, literally. I was like, yeah, so dad run me the new one. Um <laughs> But yeah, so Carmelo, I had an obsession with him from 05. Like I oh. loved Denver Nuggets was my go-to team. Like, Did I you don't have care. a crush on Melo? Of course. Oh, like what? Braided Melo or faded? Braided Melo. That was braided Melo. Yeah, he was a vibe back then. Yeah, so I'd always play the Nuggets. And I liked their jersey because Loki, the color was nice. Like, yeah, the teal with the, the little teal. white and gold accent. Yes. Yes. And then when they transitioned to the mountain one, I was like, that's they can do that. Yeah, so I, I liked I, I liked the Nuggets. Um, and then I would always, 
this is gonna sound so rude saying this to you, but <laughs> I used to always like want to rep Toronto, but sometimes some of the teams were kind of trash. And I was like, I don't have the skill I need to get you guys where I need you to be. So we'd like to thank Nikisha for coming on today. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's facts. I love them. I respect them. And I rep it because that's where we're from. But gosh, I was just like, um, I'm going to pick a team that has a week of 90. Wow. <laughs> I don't want to put in too much work today. I don't want to have to be that person that rage quits and turns on the computer, turns oh off the computer goodness. so I can get some points. That's disrespectful. But yeah. So I would say Denver. Yeah, Carmelo was one of my favorites. Also loved Dwayne Wade when he was on Miami. Okay. I was a fan of him. Uh, Allen Iverson. I My dad had got me like a jersey dress, and I was obsessed with with, with Allen and his braid-ups all the time. But, yeah, I would say those were my players. Current day, I rep for the Raptors, okay? Yeah. I'm a fan of Freddie. <laughs> I'm a Fred. I'm a fan. I'm Fred. I'm a fan, <laughs> you know, of what they'd be doing over there, Siakam. I, I respect them, right? But I am sad about Damar not being on our team anymore because mm. I, I, he, him and Kyle's love were just like, it was real <sighs> brothers. It's a bromance. Yeah, I just felt like it was right. Like you mm. know, the team just felt right. So I respect them. I respect Kyle and his move too. But yeah, those are. Uh, I don't know if I have any favorites outside of them right now okay that that's like most of the i end. just roast people you, know? <laughs> you do you do <laughs> cry you, baby oh, MB, oh my yeah. goodness and scrub man Draymond. Draymond? Oh, i call man. him scrubby since I, I i forgot what game it was but he did something and one of the commentators called him a scrub and i said enough his name is scrubby now <laughs> i don't call him anything else but nah, scrubby straight scrubby you got you gotta see like when Nikisha's watching a game and she's watching it, watching it, oh man, it's the funniest thing. Absolutely ever. They just roast. Absolutely. I'll respect them. I'll, I won't say it to their face. No. But behind the TV, they're going to be called scrubby. Yeah, no. I mean, we sat like close to courtside one time, mm-hmm. but we didn't heckle because we no, were No, I would scared. never. I'm a good Christian woman. I would never. <laughs> But get me behind the screen. If we were back up in those three hundred, they'd be hearing it. Oh my goodness! For the Raptors, you gonna you gonna call them out? Yeah, <laughs> respectfully from the three hundred levels. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Last 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 question. Last mm-hmm. question. If there's any sporting event that you haven't been to yet that you want to go to, which one would it be? It's a toss up for me between. I would love to see a soccer game because I've never seen one live. Mm. But I also, I would drop kick that in a heartbeat to go to like All Star Weekend because it's just a vibe. Come like it's on. just, it's you get all the greats. Okay, not every single great because mm. we can debate that. But we get a good batch of people, and it's just nice to see. And the, I live for the reactions, the culture, everything. It just seems like it'd be a cool it like weekend to be a part of a lot like live it's nice watching it too but i would go see that live and then yeah i would say if not i would like to go see a soccer game yeah no someday that, i'm slipping because i should have taken you to a soccer game i know that's time. your fault but it is fine. i mean last time i tried to take you it was the middle of a pandemic so there was no games available yeah yeah yeah, yeah. what were you doing because i know in our region we had uh the all-star game in toronto in 2016 I think we were probably too broke at that time to to get tickets. I definitely think so. (laughs) Because I think it was a thought of like, oh, that'd be so cool. But it's like, ooh. Yeah, we can't afford that. (laughs) Too much money. No, no. Yeah, definitely all-star. That's on a bucket list 
for sure. And hopefully one day we'll get a chance to do it. Yeah, how old were you in 2016? Yeah, we I, were... I was not having cash. No, not like that. I probably couldn't even afford to be on like two streets away from the, the event. <laughs> no, we only have one friend. And shout out to to Matt Paquette. Um, he, he got to go down there and work with Vine and Twitter at that moment to actually shoot a lot of stuff for the weekend. So he was there. And in the thick of it, and we got to live vicariously through him <laughs> at every moment. Like, you got to meet this guy, and you got to see the dunk contest. It's, it's like, oh, well, we're broke. We're at home. But at least we know it's around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Nikisha, for letting us know uh, what made you a sporting fan. We're going to dive into one of the other reasons why we brought you on the show for this weekend. We're going to be talking about the Super Bowl coming up with two Teams that one suspected to be there, the other one, how did you get there? And we'll also talk about one of your favorite players and one of your favorite teams that didn't get there as well. We are clearly talking about the L.A. Rams versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Of course, the Bengals had to knock off your boy, Patrick Mahomes, to get there. How, How do you feel that Patrick's not in the Super Bowl this year? See, I'm a bandwagoner, so I just want that to be clear for any people who are like, why do you like this team? I really have no reason. I just feel like the Lord has touched the team because (laughs) I don't know how he does it, but Patrick comes through every time. And I felt so I feel so proud when I watch him play. Don't follow up on anything else. Don't really know anything else about him. But I just feel like. The Lord has touched it. The last, what's the game we watched? Not the one they clearly just lost and got themselves yeah, out. But the, but one, the one before, before that? Against Buffalo. Yeah, where it was just like the last second. I was like, I literally looked at Joel and I was like, the Lord is on his shoulders because <laughs> I don't understand how that happened. Yeah, he was anointed. Literally, I was like, Jesus loves you, eh? Uh, I hope you love him too. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, I did something about Patrick. I'm just like, I respect you. Now he's so alive. sad to not see them, but... You know, everybody gets their turn. If you could compare Patrick Mahomes to any player that's not playing football, like what would the comparison be? His style of play? I don't know. I feel like I, I don't know if it's a fair assumption because I, I don't from the sense of why I I like him is because he just seems like he's humble with it. Like mm. he's like, you know, that he's not to be messed with. Like he can do stuff, um, but he's not an annoying character okay and i don't know maybe damar i feel like maybe a similar thing where he's kind of humble with it like he's a quiet but he's assassin assassin. yeah 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 where you're like you can do things eh yeah but you're just being quiet with it Mm. did you hear the quote that uh andy reed said about him before they lost last week uh i think the quote went went uh he's talking to patrick and said um, when things get rim, grim, become the Grim Reaper. Mm. I'm just like, wow. wow. <laughs> that's that's disrespectful to everybody else. Okay. <laughs> I was expecting something more uplifting, but all right. No, when things come grim, become the Grim Reaper. Start snatching bodies out here. Okay. Man. <laughs> I was not expecting it. That's one of those turns that caught me. I was like, oh, it's going to be really motivational, very inspirational. And then it's like, nah, nah. just wreck lives. Yes. Cool. All right. Shut them down. And careers. But yeah, so Patrick's not here this weekend, unfortunately. Yeah. But Joe Burrow, or Joe Burr, as they, they call him, uh, he <laughs> is leading the Cincinnati Bengals into the Super Bowl. <laughs> now, uh, 
we we talked a little bit about Joe and his drip. Like, what do you what do you think of his swag? Do you, do you think he's like almost like a tryhard? Do you think like, oh no, you got you got some swag too. You got some drip. He's okay again. Limited knowledge, <laughs> but okay. it seems like. I don't know how to describe if he's like someone you describe as like a Vaughn kid. And I don't mean to no shade, no shade to anyone, but you know, like he's been around culture. Yeah. So he's a little seasoned. Like he puts more than salt and pepper on his meat, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of like, okay, I don't know. Like I guess he just seems cool. Like he's with it. Like I'm not too deep. Like I'm not going to write or die. Scandal comes out next week. I don't know this man. I never met him in my life. I don't even know his name. I don't even know where he's from. That's that's gonna be my stance. So I never seen this man before. I never seen this man in my life. <laughs> Straight Kiki Power on. Literally. Huh? Oh my goodness. Hands clean and washed. Uh, I, yeah, I would agree with that. I don't know if I'll go as far as to call him a Vaughn kid. Um, to anybody who's listening to this outside of Canada, Vaughn kid, uh, it's like a region just outside of Toronto, and it's kind of like an affluent region, so like a lot more suburban. But yet the kids still rep like true Toronto culture. Yeah, they want to be Toronto bad. They want to be Toronto bad. So they still talk it and walk in like where the drip, but they're clearly never been do nothing. Like for sure. That's kinda that's kinda Joe. Yeah, but I, I don't mean to shade anybody because I don't want to hear it from nah. anybody. Be like, what do you mean? Nah. It's like okay. Now what do you think of his dancing skills though? Because you saw him do the get the get. get that's the why dance. that's why I think he's a Vaughn kid, yeah. because it just feels like he knows it. He knows. And it, it feels natural for him. It's not corny. Like when I when he when I watched the the TikTok that you told me to watch or whatever when I'm doing the get, I was like Oh, he looks like he naturally does this because sometimes you see people do it with that who lack rhythm, the yeah. unseasoned, and you're like, "Wow, don't do that ever again, please." Um, respectfully, <laughs> keep that as a private TikTok. Uh, but he actually was on rhythm and seemed like he did it naturally, and I was like, "Okay." Yeah, no, he came. He came through. He definitely came through for sure. Uh, wow. So the Bengals, uh, led by Joe Burr, as the kids call him, against the L.A. Rams this weekend. Um, L.A., they got our man OJB, Odell Beckham. Now, with Odell, he's been through it this year. He's been traded around a little bit. Like, if you had to just pick a team to root for, because, like, both of these aren't your squads, like, which one do you feel like you lean to towards, the home team, L.A., or this kid, Joe Burrow? Okay, what are their stories? Because I'm a very, if I don't have a team in the pool, I need to understand where they're coming from. Okay. Because I will always root for the underdog. Mm, So let's let's do the dramatic music. In one corner, we have the Cincinnati Bengals. Aye, aye. A team that has known nothing but tragedy and struggle. Mm. So bad that they called them the Bungles for so many years. Mm -mm. They couldn't get it right. And now all of a sudden, they come back. After having a terrible season to winning the AFC. Okay, okay. They're a strong contender. Repping so hard that every single time they have won a game in the playoffs, they don't give the game ball to players. No, they go to the Cincinnati bars and give the game ball to the city because they want to rep it so badly. Mm, okay, okay. And then you got L.A., you got Swag District, you got Hollywood, you got the Rams, you have my man, OJB, you got Cooper Cup, you got Matthew Stafford leading this team as a quarterback, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, you have weapons on offense, weapons on defense, you're supposed to be here, and you're at home. This is a team that was built for this moment. 
and now they have an opportunity to finally achieve it. Have they been winning before? Uh, the Rams have not won a Super Bowl since 1999-2000 when they were still in St. Louis. Hey. So we have a team that hasn't won in a long time, and then we have a team that has not won at all. Okay, so I'm go- definitely going for the bungles. I mean, bangles. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will always go for the underdog. If I don't have, I don't have a, like something in the pot to make me feel like this is my team. I will go for the underdog. I want them to win. So, even though both have won, one hasn't won in a while. Mm. I would still go for Cincinnati because they have never. If they haven't won at all, I think it's their, it's your time. You fought so hard to get here. Let me see you hold this. But don't let me down. Don't let you down. You you beat her boy, my homie. Make so it worth it. You got to make it worth it. The Lord let him step aside for you. <laughs> so please don't mess up the opportunity. Come on now. There was anointing. Honestly. There was a favor, a transfer. It's a favor. Because he just gave them a rest. Come on. <laughs> he did No, anyways. But yeah, I, I'll, I'll probably root for them. All just right. for that reason of like, okay, who, you know, I want to I see diversity. I, I, I don't mind... Sometimes when you see sports uh, where there's like a team that keeps dominating, like when um, the Warriors were like dominating for a while, I'm just like, switch it up. Like, it's nice to see that someone's like, oh, you know, back to back champion or this. But after a while, it's just like, okay, enough already. Because you, <laughs> you essentially know how the finals are going to play out. You're so like, it gets kind of boring. Yeah, because you're like, it's predictable. If you get here, what's going to happen? Like, unless somebody mysteriously breaks an ankle, like all of them break their wrists, like we know what's going to happen. They're mm. going to win. So it's kind of nice to see when newness comes up about because then it feels like there's there's something to watch or something new going on. It's on, true on the sides. Both of these teams have the opportunity to become new Super Bowl champions. We, we already know the previous Super Bowl champions; they're not there. But yeah, so you heard it here first, guys. Nikisha's pick: the Bengals. Joe Burr. She's right. She's riding. In the jungle. But as I said, if he does anything shady, I do not know the story. I, never, <laughs> I was never rooting for this team. They should have always lost. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, bless you, Nikisha. Uh, <laughs> now, of course, another thing about the Super Bowl, one thing is the social aspect of the game. Of course, everybody who may not watch football or may watch football, they they always love to get together for a good time. Maybe some drinks, maybe a little bubbly, but definitely the spread, the food game. So, now, are you a there for the game, there for the halftime, or there for the food type of person? I'm there for the game and there for the halftime. The game itself, I actually like the back and forth. Like, Mind you, I may not have watched the the pre whatever you want pre like, the pre work yeah, to like get to the, the rest final of the season yeah the regular season I may have never watched it mm-hmm. but I will watch the Super Bowl and actually pay attention like I'll be that person who's like yeah 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 yelling for the halftime show cool but I actually want to see what's going on I want to be that person who's yelling when they're making calls I'm like yo drop that flag <laughs> like I I will pay attention I will pay attention, <laughs> but I will also I lo- also love to see the the halftime. Okay. The halftime performance, so if it's worth it. If, if it is worth it. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I don't want to jump the gun, but the weekend. Right. <laughs> easy, easy. Well, we're about to cover that too. All right. What what's your what's your top three, um, food spreads you gotta have at the game? Ooh, chi- okay. 
Chili has a special place in my heart for mm. this reason mm. because our church back in the day used to do these Super Bowl parties, which I loved, where they would just like get in our church gym and have like a chili contest. Everybody would make chili and we would watch the game, oh, have lit. like chips, salsa, all that kind of stuff. So, chili, I never grew up really eating chili. That's not really a Jamaican type of dish that you really hear about. Right. So, they got me to feel it, fall in love with it. So, chili's up there. Um, then I love me some chip and dip, you mm. know, I'm about that life. Um, and then I really like jalapeno poppers. So that's like my, my that's palate your, is <laughs> that's your top very, three. yeah. Okay. Very accustomed to that life. I'm, I agree with you on the chili. Of course. Uh, we, we did chili last year and was blessed. Did we? Yeah, we did. Wow. Memory's gone. <laughs> I <Carry> know. On. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, chili, chili is good. It's gotta be good chili though. Cause yeah. I've, I've had I've had not good chili. Oh before. really? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't say anything. I know. I know what you're talking about. But yeah, if you listen to this and you know, you know. But uh, yeah, I've had bad chili before. But when it's good and it's nice and hearty, whew, nah, it's blessed. It's blessed. I think wings, like good wings, like some good party size wings, that's always a great pairing. Um, at a Super Bowl and nachos. Like we we also did nachos one year as well. Yeah, 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 and yeah. They were. But when I'm talking about chip and dip, I want people to know we ain't dropping no bag of Tostitos nah. and you're opening up a little can of nah, salsa. You gotta, you I'm talking put... about Mama B's dip. If you know Mama B's dip, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> it is some nice thick dip. Just plugging that in. There. My goodness. <laughs> if you don't know who Mama B is, she is a uh, youth leader at our church. She's been there a long time. Uh, True to this, not new to this. Mm-hmm. And she makes a bomb dip. Like, that dip is to die for. So, definitely, definitely. Uh, that's that's a good spread. We locked that in. It, ah. But let us know what your spread is as well. PSC Pod on Instagram. We'd love to know what y'all, y'all eating at the big game. And, of course, if you don't eat meat as well, or if you're trying to watch yourself and trying to keep the diet right, you know, what are you going? What are you doing? What are you eating? Yeah. Having water with a slice of lemon, whichever is in your life. <laughs> this, this respectful. <laughs> so we're gonna jump in to another part of the social element of the game. Of course, the halftime show. This year is a banger, shablanger. Uh, it is rolling five deep. You got Kendrick Lamar, you got Snoop Dogg, you got Mary J. Blige, you have M and M and Dr. Dre. What do you think? I, I honestly think this show is going to be phenomenal. I don't know how they're going to squeeze all that yeah. juice into that short period of time. I think they only got like 15 minutes. But I, I think it's going to be fun, Sean. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's going to be dope. I'm Yeah, that's my curiosity. Is like I don't know how many of them have songs that overlap to say like, oh, yeah, they can sing this one song and then just break off and met. Like, I don't know how it's going to work. But mm. I know I'm pumped because I feel like... Like I'm excited for Mary J. Blige because we're gonna girl. be ready to do our anti our uh, anti dances because she's an amazing performer in that sense. But yeah, I'm excited. I don't know what to expect, kind of, um, but it should be good, I guess. I, yeah, it's, I think it's gonna be fire. Is there a certain song like you're like, man, when this comes on, it's about to go up? I think uh, Kendrick Lamar, um, man, and anything like humble, like. The second mm. that hits, that's going woof, woo. Or when when uh Snoop Dogg hits like, like uh, oh man, what what is still? 
Man, that, that yeah, it's gonna hit. Where is the game? It's in LA. It's in LA. It's okay. in LA. Yeah. Well, more like Crenshaw, but it's in LA. Yeah, yeah. No, because I'm like that's yeah. Okay, yeah, it makes sense. I right? don't really have. A, I don't know because I think because of the five, it doesn't seem like it's a mixed bag of nuts or anything, but it just feels like okay. I'm gonna be interested to see who. Like who's like how they're gonna pair it up? I should say, mm. who's gonna sing what? Because it's like an interesting genre. Like they could, they could keep it in in one lane. I don't know. I, I'm actually I I I think this is the one that I'm going into that I have like no expectations, and it's not bad. Like I'm not saying I don't expect anything good, but it's just like I just don't know, and I'm like, go for it. Yeah, it's just gonna be is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be fun. I mean. <laughs> we'll get into it now. We've had some horrible halftime shows. We had some great halftime shows as well. Um, so what's your what's your top five then? What what is your we'll we'll do it together, uh, just to take the pressure off. But what would be our PSC stamped approved top five halftime shows and our stamped don't ever look back at this worst halftime shows? Uh, okay, the first one that came to my mind when we were thinking when we were talking about this ever, I think is the Katy Perry one. And it's not that I'm saying it's the greatest, or it's not that I'm saying it's the worst, but I just remember it being funny. And then Love funny, Shark, right? Yeah, because, and then because TikTok brought that back up, it yeah. was funny to me. But it was just like, that was when she came in on the big line or whatever. I was like, okay. That was crazy. You're like, all right, cool, do you? Yeah. But I, 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 I don't. I like Katy Perry. I don't dislike her, but I'm not like a 110 percent fan. So I'm not gonna sit here and be like, that was the best. It was like, <laughs> all right. So we. Put I that, just remember it. Yeah, we put that on the man list. Yeah, it was just I remember it. That's yeah. all. Yeah. What would you say would be number five worst? Mm. Yeah, I. It. I don't know. If it deserves number five, maybe a four or the three, but the weekend. Wow. Because I was just like, <sighs> that's our boy. This is the Toronto no, zone. I get it. I get it. I just didn't get the vision of like w- the funny thing was just like him walking through all those different sections. Yeah. I was just like, what are you doing? Like shaky. I feel like you're in a crazy house. You know the one, the, the house, the house of mirrors. Yeah. And you just keep going. You're like, okay, where is he coming and he's from? Just bouncing off. Yeah. Everything. It's like. It's just like you could have done anything. The stadium was empty. <laughs> like, it was empty. There was people there. I know, but it just feels like as not as much as it would have in the past. Yeah, you're like you're trying to do a creative thing because we just, you know, what it was. We just came out of a time where we were watching award shows where they minimized the crowd and they very well did pre-recorded performances or yeah. like when BTS holographed. Or they they did somewhere else and you could tell they weren't there. Right. Different things where you're like, okay, I understand you had to minimize it because of the impact of covid and so i'm just like i feel like he could have just given something different i don't know but it's not that it's bad it's just like i was just like it wasn't good it was more roastable for me than enjoyable very much so i would say number four (laughs) black eyed peas (laughs) i forgot i forgot how bad that one was but it was it was it wasn't good fergie first of all say no more yeah i love her but she's (laughs) Yeah, and you can only hear Boom Boom Pow for so long. (laughs) (laughs) No, do you remember the days in high school when that was like the the hype up song? That was the only song. The only song. I used to do Link Crew and it was like, turn on Boom Boom Pow. And you're like, no other songs can turn. (laughs) What's up right now? Oh my goodness. Yeah, that was 
definitely one I did not enjoy. Um, n- number three worst. Who? This one gets tough. With Gaga, do we put Gaga on that list? You can't. I never. I don't remember it. Ain't yeah, gonna I don't, lie. I don't really remember it too much either. I just know. So I, I just know. remember her wiggling from the roof. That she's coming in. Um, no, I don't. I don't remember it. But yeah. goldfish memory could be that, or was it memorable to me? Because no, I'm not a Lady Gaga stan. Well, like who a, is? Some people are. Some people love her. Some people are. But I just don't have any inclining to mm. be like, I love her. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but three doesn't have to like three doesn't have to be a bad. It's just like not your favorite. Yes. Oh, I. You know what? One I just remember Maroon Five. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was not good. That was not good. <laughs> that was that was not good at all. At all. I was looking up some moments and that kept coming up as the worst. And I was like, you guys are so mean. <laughs> it's not like it was something that couldn't have worked. It was just like nobody wanted to hear Maroon 5 for that long. Yeah. I like them though. I like I like Mesa Maroon 5. Yeah. So my shade's not going to be to roast him too hard. Okay, number two. I don't know. I guess, wait, I guess that'd be number two. Number five is, is it number, number three? Two. Oh, yeah. I no, it was three. Um, oh, you like, gave Gaga, Gaga three. Yeah, oh, okay. so this is number one. This is our worst. Oh, we're going, we're worsting? Yeah. I thought we were working up to get better. Oh, no. <laughs> we're, we're starting worse than number Does one. Does anything better. top the, mal- the mal- malfunction? Janet Jackson malfunction? I mean, the performance as a whole was great. That moment... Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know. Yeah. Does anything do- Okay, top- part okay, I'm going to give it as a part here because I want this performance overall to be on the best list. Mm. But Coldplay, I love yeah. Coldplay. I love them, trust yeah. me. But I think the performance they just got washed out that it was like you were there. Yeah. <laughs> because they got overpowered by two performers who are great stage performers, mm. not just great songs but they actually they perform really well so i think they got watered down and then i think i remember when the kids started running out i was like what is going on yeah it was kind of weird but i love coldplay so it's no shade to them it was just like i didn't i just felt like they got yeah ignored and that was super bowl 50 right i think so yeah yeah that was the one with bruno and uh with beyonce so i could see why that could go on the other list as well yeah because i love it but it was just a matter of like you were not you were excluded from the party at a certain point so Coldplay takes her number one spot as you shouldn't have been there. Um, but I know I, I like mean, them. They're good. So I, I just not that I, they're the worst. I, I just couldn't think of anything else. Yeah, this list is subjective, guys. So and it's not really a roastable. No. Yeah. The but ones who are at the bottom of the list speak for themselves. <laughs> so what do we say? Top five best. I don't know if I have five for best. I got five. Okay, go for it, huh? Well, we're going back and forth. Okay, well, Beyonce, I don't know what number one put them in, but Beyonce and Bruno, with a side of Coldplay, deserves to be on the list of the good side. They were good. Yeah, I would definitely put them in there at number five for sure. Number four. At number five? Yeah. You're rude. Well, when you look at this list. Okay, I'll evaluate. Definitely. I would put, do I put Beyonce twice on there? Because her performance in New Orleans, literally shutting down, literally shutting down the Super Bowl. They performed so hard, it had a blackout for an hour. Mm-hmm. It, her with the Destiny Child's reunion, I think that was a really good one. Okay, yeah. I, w- I would put that at number four. This is where 
<sighs> I'm like, I don't want to be subjective. But gotta say Prince. Prince's performance in 2007, literally performing Purple Rain in the rain. Like, that is legendary stuff. But what would you... Because I have a two and a one, but I want to hear, like, what... Do you think anything should go above those three? No, because I think now that I see what your four and your three are, then I'm like, okay, fine, that can stay in the order it was. Mm. Um... What would what would have been your four? I I would maybe say J Lo. It was interesting. (laughs) It wasn't that she was fantastic. It was just like it made me look at her and be like, "You're very, you take very well. um, You take care of yourself really well because for her age, you never assume that she'd be wearing so little. And then the." activity she does she's not a great singer so she's she's really just performance yeah so i'm not gonna i don't remember her vocals i just remember her dancing and just being like wow her body is great that's about it yeah do you remember shakira she came out with her too right is that the one where she did the 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 sound and they kept mocking her for it yes yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and she also brought out bad bunny that was a good one yeah 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 yeah, shout out to my man, WWE superstar, Bad Bunny. Mm-hmm. God to love him. Uh, number two. Whew, this is where it gets hard. Um, I personally want to say Michael Jackson from 1991. Now, you have a bias against Michael Jackson. Uh, do you want to explain? Do we have explain? to talk about it? Like, <laughs> his face is, still troubles me. <laughs> I don't know. He, like... When his pigment changed in his nose, anytime I would see him, like if I watched him before bed, I couldn't go to sleep. Wow. So Joel was trying to get me to watch this video just she to couldn't see do how it. it was. And I was like, what does his face look like? Because I need to know if it was pre or post. And it was post. So I said, nope, I'm okay. No, it's not happening. <laughs> not yeah. today. Uh, no, but you know what probably messes me the most is his thriller video. And this was pre. Mm. That video, used, I, I'm a big scaredy cat. But watching that as a child, that had me. Like, every time the song comes on, I'm like, turn it off. But, yeah. Yeah. No, def- definitely a good one. You know what one I'm surprised that you haven't said yet? Right. It, probably because we were so young, and this is probably honorable mention. Um, Gloria Estefan, Stevie Wonder, and Big Daddy Voodoo. <laughs> Big Daddy what? Voodoo. No. <laughs> that would have never come to my mouth. Sorry. <laughs> but Stevie, though. Like Stevie Wonder, yes, but yeah. I was as you said. Was yeah, we were too young for that one, so we probably wouldn't have been able to see it. Uh, I think if we're going number <laughs> number one with a bullet, it's not even hard for me. It's Bruno. Bruno it's Bruno's solo. performance where that boy came out in cold MetLife Stadium with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That yeah, I could rewatch that every day of the week. That's one of my favorite live performances I've ever seen. By far. Yeah. By far. Bruno's a good performer. Yes. Really um, good performer. Yeah, we got to see him live. Um, he, he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that boy puts on a show, for sure. If Silk Sonic were to do one, Ooh. oh, I'd be so excited. Yeah, you want to Them. Do... Yeah, 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 yeah. Them. Leave the door open for that one. Hey, man. Hey, hey, man. Sorry, I shouldn't amen to that, but <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh, so that's our top fives then our top five worst and top five best list um, if you disagree 
Well, we have a podcast. I don't care. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't. I don't hold to that list too deep to be like, what do you mean? Nah, it's subjective. It's subjective. I literally be like, okay, cool. You don't like that? That's nice. But it's PSC approved, so we'll post it up on our page as well. Let us know what y'all think. If you think that there were better performances, there were worse performances, if there's performances that we forgot of that should be on the list. I think I forgot about Madonna's performance. Nothing really memorable about it. That's probably why I forgot. (laughs) Ashy. But yeah, I definitely was super excited to be able to have you on Nikisha this week. And she will be back uh, for some more fun uh, later on. Because I have no plans. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. Oh my goodness. But not kidding at the same time. No, she's she's serious, but not serious. What? I I love her. Love you too, man. You say man. I did. Like, I'm not your husband. Like, <laughs> yeah, you are. You know who you are. My goodness. Uh, no secret. Huh, legendary. Awesome. <laughs> so Super Bowl Sunday this week. We're going to be watching the big game mm-hmm. for sure. Um, of course, that leads us into our passionate sporting club watch list. Really, there's only one. <laughs> there's only one on the watch list this weekend. If you could watch anything... They, of course, you can watch the Winter Olympics. Uh, continue to check your local listings for that one. Uh, in the NBA, I you know what? I made the mistake last time of not picking a Raptors game on my watch list, and it turned out to be the best game of the weekend. <laughs> and I, I will never make that mistake again. So definitely, if you're going to watch anything on Saturday night, uh, go check out um, the Raptors versus the Nuggets, 730. Also, also check out Lakers, Warriors, that's going to be a fun one. Or Clippers versus Mavericks, that's going to be a good one as well. Definitely to watch. If you're thinking more in the NHL, well, um, always a couple good games on. Uh, you could definitely check out the Jets versus the Predators. That's always a little bit of a fun matchup. Leafs fans, y'all know what it is. We're in Vancouver this weekend, so 7 o'clock, Leafs versus the Canucks. Nothing happening when it comes to a little bit of footy. No Canadian men's national team, but of course, you can always watch the EPL. And like we said, 6 o'clock on the dot, Sunday evening, it's going to be Super Bowl 56. It's going to be the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals, Bengals. Joe Burrow versus them dudes from the West Coast, West Side till they die, L.A. Them Rams. Crip walking in, <laughs> she, I'm kidding. Crip, crip, cuz. No, no, we don't represent any of those. No, we, we don't affiliate. We love Jesus. <laughs> we, <laughs> but definitely go check it out, 6 o'clock. Uh, check your local listings. If you're here in Canada, of course, the game's going to be available on CTV. And then if you're in the States, the game will be available on NBC slash Peacock. So definitely check it out. Make sure you guys let us know if your picks came through this weekend. If you have any wagers on the line, I pray that they're favor for you. <laughs> if not, get ready to pay up them bucks. <laughs> a second job. I'm for real. For real. Once again, uh, thank you to my guest host this week, Miss Nikisha Aline. Nikisha Plug yourself, big yourself up, what you doing, or if you want to throw out your socials, let the people know. If you know where to find me, you have found me already. That's about it. 
I'm not looking for extra followers. <laughs> no shame. Uh, if you know, you know. If you don't, well, there you go. <laughs> of course, guys, you can always follow me. I sound so shady. I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me correct that. No, it's okay. I just mean I'm not a, like a public eye person. Yeah. That's why. It's not yeah. that I'm, like, I don't want to meet, like, talk to new people. That's not it. It's of just course. Like, if we ever did a meetup, then yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll meet y'all. Yeah, you know what? It's fine. I'm not rude. No. It's just a matter of like, I'm not going to be like, follow me out here because yeah. I'm active when I want to be. Exactly. Exactly. We enjoy being the people on the other side that get to look. But y'all don't need to look at us. It's all good. As I say that, <laughs> I'll tell you to follow me. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> so you can follow us here at the Passion Sporting Club at PSC Pod on Instagram. That's PSC Pod. And also, the Passion Sporting Club is a part of the Passion and Podcast Network. It is a faith based podcast network, which means we talk about Jesus on here if you are interested in any of our other shows a part of that network go follow us at the passionate podcast on both instagram and newly minted on tiktok so go check us out uh you'll be able to find all of our episodes to both of our shows available with the link in our description all right guys i hope you enjoy your super bowl weekend and if you have a significant other Happy Valentine's Day to you as well. We'll talk to you guys next week going into All-Star Weekend. But in the meantime, peace. Peace.